Welcome back, people. It's episode 18 of the Taxi Squad Podcast. We are back after the draft spectacular. And shit got real weirder over the draft week. <laughs> Vinny, we're back. How you What's doing? Up, dude? <clears throat> dude, I'm oh. doing great. Uh, shout out to my boy Rich. We already talked about him last week, but he got married this weekend. I married him. It worked out great. Everything was beautiful. Um, Denver was beautiful, and not most importantly, but definitely for this podcast, Coors Field is bad ace. Very well. I, I would like to announce that you know I have a nickname on this podcast, as we all know. I am Chicago Mike, <laughs> uh, due to Mister Norman Nathan, who gave me that nickname many moons ago. But I would like to announce a new nickname for our good friend Vince, who's been with the pod since day one. If so, like not actually, but like, (laughs) but in our he's always been a supporter. (laughs) And then you know, one next day, you know it, he's here. So, with that being said, one guy fake dies, and then I show up. One guy fake dives, and here we are. And I mean, almost a year later, Vince, because. I saw episode 18, season one, in the notes today, and I was like, that's sentimental. That's nice. Yeah. But I'll stop beating around the bush. So Vince officiated his good friend Richie's wedding. Yeah. So in theory, also that makes to the Vince pod. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. Also is a fan of the pod. I love you, Richie. Right. We love you, Richie. But Vince is technically Reverend Vince. I signed it on his marriage certificate. I'm literally a reverend. Literally. Reverend <laughs> Vincent G. Now, with call all of the, call him Rev. And with that being said, from this day forward, we will always refer to our good friend Vincent of the Taxi Squad podcast. I dare you. As There's no Reverend way you this. Vince. <laughs> no way you remember this. I'm going to remember this every day. All right. We are I'm Reverend ready. Vince to this day on. And it's we official, just might shorten too. it to Rev. I kind of like Rev because then I feel like I'm in Run DMC. Rev Chenzo. So <laughs> Rev Chenzo. Rev Chenzo. I think this is a great nickname. Everybody always has asked me, like, well, you're Chicago Mike. What's Vince? I'm like, Vince is Vince. Vince but is Vince Glob. Vince Glob, baby. Vince is Vince Glob, you know? I mean, he doesn't even call his own brother Nick. He calls him Glob. I'm like, that's your name. He's like, that's just the way no, it happens. It's just the way it happens. <laughs> there's a lot of Nicks so, in this world. There's a lot of Nicks in this world. Fuck, there's a lot of Mikes. But. <laughs> With all of that being said, Rev Vince, welcome to the show. Welcome hey, to the show. Peace be with you, brother. Peace be with you also. Or in uh, just, just for the people that do have a religious um, opinion, I don't know, follow religion. I do not really. So, you know, I can marry anybody of any religion. So you let me know and you give me some money and I got you. I am certified to do any religion. Look at this Whether guy. or not it will be great. Reverend Olstein, everybody. So, uh, call um, me Joel. Call me Joel. <laughs> call him Joel. <laughs> have you anyway. been to Coors Field though? You know, Vince, I've never been to Colorado. I've never been to Denver. I have oh. a coworker who lives in Denver, and she claims to love it. It's so, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a very small city though. So I got off. I stayed just about in the middle of the city. Um, I got off the train line from the airport, and it was like a point seven mile walk or whatever to get to my hotel. So I just walked Almost over there, half a mile. Everything, yeah, just over. Everything else, like, it was all walkable distance, which was awesome. Obviously, this is the main city area. There's neighborhoods around it and all that. Yeah. yeah. But um, Coors Field's sweet. Uh, I will say, so I'm I'm on this mission now to go to every ballpark. It's not like a 
like everybody tries to do that basically. But I'm on this mission to try to go to every ballpark. And I showed up there. Um, a couple of friends were there, but I kind of just sat down and sat by myself and looked around. Atmosphere is awesome. The Cincinnati Reds are fucking horrible. I feel bad for anybody yeah. that's Cincinnati Reds fan. Yeah. Um, but then later in the game, we went upstairs to the rooftop bar area and there's about I think three or four bars up there and then there, you can watch the whole game from that area and it's it's admission to anybody that's at the game so cool so badass that's you can dope. see the mountains in the in the like you know at the horizon line past oh, the stadium yeah, of course. the whole thing was really cool it was an awesome atmosphere it would be so much cooler if they were an actual good team but they ended up scoring like 10 runs in the first two innings against the Reds so rest in peace to Cincinnati Oh yeah, Cincinnati's always like like on the mix of like, oh yeah, they might be something next year, and then they never yeah. are. And you the know, last Billy couple of years Votto. they tried, and they yeah. just got rid of everybody this year. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's definitely one of those things where Cincinnati, the only thing they can really hang their hat on is that of the uh, Bengals, which who would have thought we'd be saying that? Um, yep. At this stage of the game, but shout out to Joey B because he is the legend. He's uh, well, Vince, we both weddings over the weekend. Uh, yeah, both how was got yours? Up. Oh, it was great. It was in Wisconsin. All the pics uh, look so cute, dude. Oh, dude, mad cute. Mad you and cute. you and Kai looked adorbs. Shout out to uh, shout out to future wifey. You know, I mean, she listens to the show. I think so. She gets this. She'll get a smile. Uh, if you do, I love you, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's true. We we yes. we dress up well, as I'll always say. And it was we a both look like a couple life. of fucking paisans, though, when we got a suit on. <laughs> oh yeah, Vince and I could be straight out the outfit. This every fucking time we guy. <laughs> then he's gonna die. I'm not. Hey, how you doing? I got a pocket square. Then he's gonna die. Let's move. Anyway, it's true. It's true. And we talk with our hands a lot, so we're expressive. No, it was great. Good friends of Kai for a long time. One of the first people I met upon dating her. So, you know, it's sentimental and fun. It definitely adds a lot of pressure on this guy. You know, every girl that I've known for all these years since Kai and I started dating when she was in college, you know, basically getting tackled. When's the big day? When's the big day? Can't tell you, sweetheart. Keep it moving. Anyways. To this what? guy? This guy? Are you talking about for you? Hey, I better get an invite, huh? No, for me. For me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Can you imagine if I'm, I'm quitting the podcast, I'm not inviting your way. <laughs> oh, no. Vinny, come on. Come on. Who knows? You might you even know. be Reverend. You might oh, even be Reverend oh, Jensen. Oh. You already know I got two under my belt, so. This guy. That would be fitting. Sound off in the comments if you think I should marry Mike. <laughs> that, that honestly... If we sent that out to a poll, I think that'd be hysterical. Honestly, uh, yeah. Whether, we can, you whether know. or not it happens, different ball game. But uh, no, we both. <laughs> the name of the father, son, and Roger Goodell. I now pronounce you. No, <laughs> no for the love Rob of God, Manfred. No. In the name oh, of Manfred no. Goodell. <laughs> no Goodell or Manfred. And Adam no. Silver. I now pronounce you by the way. It's a sacrilege. It's a sacrilege. You have the Fashion Squad podcast. I married you, man and wife. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of Roger Goodell, Vince, we went heavy into the draft last yes. week. Yes, it was just not, to be wrong, <laughs> just to be very wrong. Although I was right on one, you were. I got you one were. right. Um, I'm happy that he went there too. Aiden Hutchinson went too. Mike called it. Whatever, dude. Shout out okay. Aiden Hutchinson and that family gene pool. Dear Lord, yeah, that's one handsome ass family for sure. We were just talking about that. Wow. Even like his mom, just like, okay, what? <laughs> Dude, his mom looked like his girlfriend. I had to like <laughs> legit like pause while watching the draft and be like, wait a minute. Is that his mom? I feel like we okay. get 
we get one per year where you're like, dude, that's uh, mom's hot. But this year it was like four. <laughs> there's just hot moms I everywhere. Mean, for real though, I mean, if there's one thing we took away from this draft, it's not the trades. It's it's not the reaching for picks, in particular Derek Stingley. Uh, I mean, who thought Stingley was was going that early? He wasn't no. even the biggest reach. I mean, no, we'll get into the biggest reach yeah. because that's a fun one to go into. And, and who knows if that's right, wrong, or indifferent. Because yeah. every draft, everybody gives their grades. But how in the hell is anybody supposed to know, honestly? That's kind of the thing. Well, I heard this on PMT, too, so I'm, I am regurgitating in a way. But NFL draft grades after the draft is dumb. All you're doing is like just confirming your opinion that you had before the draft. You know? It's like... My draft thoughts. They should have just picked all the players that I put on my mock draft. Like, <laughs> there's no difference of like opinion right now. No, I mean for real. All of us could be analysts in these major networks because they're all incorrect. I don't think anybody went through that entire first round and was like, "I'm correct." No, I mean that never happens. But I think I've, I think I got one maybe. Like I, I flipped saw I flipped Hutch and Walker first off for sure. One and two. So those are my one, two anyway. And then I think I flipped Sauce and uh, whoever the fifth pick was. I forgot who it was. But I, I flipped that one, too. And it's just like, all right. I tried my best and I fucked it up. Oh, Kayvon Thibodeau. I had him on the Jets. It is yeah, what it is. I, was, I thought Thibodeau, in my eyes, was going to go to Houston. That, that, to me, made sense. So he goes two picks after the fact. I had Evan Neal going to the Jets because I thought they were – the focus was trying to protect mm-hmm. their quarterback, and he went to the same sta- city. Yeah, no, East it's Rutherford, true. New Jersey, if to be exact. <laughs> no, it's it, it's cool to see it. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, good for good for Kayvon Thibodeau going to Jersey. Um, you know, I think that's a that's an interesting pick for them, or not Jersey, but the Giants, and you know, that's Jersey. <laughs> yeah, technically, it's it's around there. But I mean, Sauce Gardner going that early to the Jets. I mean, that's not. Yeah. That is, yeah. That's truly out of bounds. I didn't. I think, think I had bad. him five, so I liked him over there. I okay. So the Stingley pick for the Texans. First off, I I had him picking a left tackle for sure or a tackle for sure. Um, I wish they didn't. And you were right; they did go defense. But Stingley hasn't been very good the last two years for sure. Um, twenty nineteen was a banner year for him. He was one of like the biggest guys on that on that defense. Why, why do you think they took him three? Because <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Okay. All right, I figured it out. Lovey Smith, to me, does this shit constantly. And I, I I even had him going Kayvon Thibodeau, who a lot of people said they were going to fall. So did so did most. And, and you had him going to the Jets. I had him going to the Texans. But clearly the Texans felt as if their uh, backfield or their defensive backfield needs some assistance. So, yeah. You know, Stingley, to me, is not the best corner in this draft. But if you look Mm -hmm. at LSU and you look at who may have recruited him, being Eddie O. But that, to me, may have been some sort of uh, push in that direction to go that way. I had him 23. Yeah, you had him late. You had him going to A's. He hasn't been good in, like, a little bit, you know? Yeah, no, no. I mean, to me, it's just... Lovey feels like, okay, I can get my hands on this guy. He's who I want in this stage of the draft. Now let's go. If I'm not mistaken, I don't even think you put him in your first round. Like, <laughs> No, I, but, I had him nowhere near my first round. Yeah, that was crazy. 
and, I had him nowhere near my first round. I, I had I had obvious guys going in the first five picks. Yeah. Why not? But to me, Kayvon Thibodeau made more sense to go to a team where Lovey Smith is the head coach as opposed to the Giants. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, hey, I was right in some sense that he went to New York. He's going East Coast. I think that's kind of cool. But then again, it's like, okay, yeah, once again, no one's right here. No one. No one. Yeah. I mean, I mean hell, I had Kenny Pickett going six. I mean, it just depends. You know, Trayvon Walker, I could understand. Between Trayvon and Aiden Hutchinson, yeah. I could understand. Just due to the fact that Trayvon Walker, okay, he's a little bit longer and a little bit stronger, in my opinion, than Aiden Hutchinson. Not only yeah. that, played in the SEC, can team up a far better against. He's probably got a higher ceiling, I'd say. Yeah. Um, he's also a bet, though. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, I feel like he's going to come in and make a difference right away. But the athletic ability of Trayvon Walker was kind of, I feel like, why they picked him up. Also, Georgia was just so damn good last year that his stock went up for sure. But, yeah, I don't know. I I I do have one thing to say. Because we had that? this conversation and you were like, no way. Chris Olave is going fucking before Garrett Wilson. He didn't. <laughs> Listen, you know what I had in my, I had Drake London going 10 to the Jets. I did, yeah, I did too. So I guess one thing I had correct was Drake London was top most 10. likely going to be a top ten pick. Meanwhile, yeah. he's a top ten pick, and the so, first wide receiver off the board. Yeah, definitely. I'm surprised. You know, being the USC guy that I am, I chose to go in that direction. I should have went with my gut because I did kind of look at it and go, okay. It does kind of make sense to me why, you know, Atlanta would take a wide receiver. Well, we both took wide receivers because you you gave them Olave and I gave them uh, Garrett Wilson. And they just ended up taking a different guy, which I just thought speed, someone to stretch the middle of the field for Mm -hmm. them was a far better option than Drake London, who's a guy who goes up and gets it. He's that big boy prototype. Like Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Sounds familiar, does it not? So to me, that's something that is interesting. And then, you know, Charlie Cross goes to the Seahawks, Seattle. and I had and Seattle going defense. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay, we need to talk trades for sure. There were – This was so, so active. Trades. So active. So we were – I was in Denver. But we were Snapchatting back and forth, just being absolute insane boys. Seven. Uh, first off – this Hollywood Brown trade to Arizona, I don't know how much sense it makes in my head for the Raven. Why does they it don't, make sense? They don't have any like weapons. Like I don't like I, I don't know why they would get rid of them to pick a safety. You know? I don't know. It's it, it seems weird. I thought they would have probably taken at least like a wide receiver, maybe a tight end or something like that. But now Lamar Jackson doesn't really have any weapons. Hollywood Brown was kind of all, kind of all he had for a little bit there. Besides Mark Andrews, obviously, I'm just talking about wideouts. Well, if we kind of view it as to what the Ravens did in the draft, they got two of their guys that they really wanted, that they felt as if, you know what, we need to protect Lamar Jackson, a.k.a. our investment. Yeah, We need to go and bolster our defense that's been kind of struggling in their secondary for many years now. 
I mean, don't um, get me wrong. Kyler Hamilton or Ky- Kyler Kyle Hamilton's an, a boss, and I like him a lot. It's well, just, he fell to fourteen, and everybody and had like, him going in like the him. top ten. Yep. So I mean, for them to get him and get their hands on him, defensive team, defensive coach, that's something to me that is out of bounds. And then not only that, but they got pick twenty five in the Hollywood Brown trade. And then pick up arguably the best offensive lineman in the draft. Yeah. Who who I can't believe fell center to center slash guard, but center mostly. If you have the need, he's the guy. Yes. And then they took David Ajobo, who got injured tragically at his pro day by tearing his Achilles, which is just a horrendous injury. But then again, you know, you take a guy like this who maybe in a year or two for you can be the guy. But the first um, offensive skill player they picked was a, a tight end <laughs> at one twenty eight. Like, maybe I, they I feel as if maybe they feel as if they have what they need. You know, I mean, it's a little. They took two tight ends in the fourth and a round. Punter. <laughs> and and a punter and a running back. Like, come on, boys. <laughs> well, they need running back depth. Yeah, you know, but that's they, what seventh need... round. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing there. I mean, you you think you take a wide out and, and someone that you think you could grow with? Who knows? Maybe they go sign Jarvis Landry. Maybe they sign somebody like that this offseason because it is still alive and there's still talent out there to be utilized. I mean, I, there's, I think it's almost subjective that they're going to be a team that's trying to compete next year, especially with like the running backs back and everything. Oh, they're not rebuilding at all. They're right. they're reloading. That's what they do. They reload. They don't they don't do that. I feel as if, you know what? You traded Hollywood Brown, a former first round pick, okay, for a first round pick of a guy you knew was a desperate need of your offensive line. Okay, and then not only that, but you're not gonna have to pay him now. He's out of that, your I mean, that's a big thing. So and I've been hearing this around whispers on the avenue um it's kind of like the whole wide receiver thing it's almost better off you're almost better off letting them play out their rookie contract and when they're going for that big big contract you let them go there and you you start off with another guy nice young guy which i get it's just they didn't pick up like they're sitting on bateman and duvernay right now expecting them to be their big one too and that just isn't a thing (laughs) well rashad bateman had a great start to last season yeah but is he a is he a true one no he did right. great work at Minnesota, but still not someone that is your true number one or Hollywood Brown-esque. But Hollywood knows? Brown wasn't even really a true one. He was just their best receiver. Well, Hollywood Brown, let's face it, is a true slot receiver. Yeah, So, which, which will work in Arizona. Who well. knows what's going on behind closed doors? Everything I read that this was a gig that was, you know, well in advance of the draft. Like they well, came yeah. to the decision sometime in like March. Because who was at their draft party? <laughs> who? Hollywood Brown was at their draft party. It was when it happened, I was like, yeah, they planned that shit for sure. Cause he had time to go to Arizona and get in their draft room and be there on draft. Room. So I think you, that was just a means to an end. Like maybe like if their guy wasn't there, they wasn't, they wouldn't trade him, but he was there. You, he was ready. Do you know why Hollywood Brown would want to go to Arizona so badly? Kyler? Yeah. They're boys. Well, they're boys. They played together at OU. They yep. came up together. I mean, this is a match made in heaven. And when D-Hop comes back, I mean, this is going to be one of the best offensive duos in the league because you got a guy who can stretch it and you got a guy who can go up and get it. So you got almost two ones at this point. You got one B and one A. 
yeah. in my eyes. So no this is something gotta, that... I mean, you got to remember they they had to get rid of one of the top paid wide receivers in the league in Christian Kirk. I don't know if you remember, but he's making $84 million. Christian Kirk's making $84 million. $84 million? $84 million? I mean, $84 no. million. It's crazy. He set the precedent for these mid-tier guys. And it's interesting to see to me how this will progress into the offseason as to who gets paid a bag. Yeah. Now, were you as surprised as I was to see the Tigers or Tigers, Lions, some sort of <laughs> Same uh, of skill players? Yeah. Come back and go, okay, we're going to trade in to the first round again and get Jamison Williams, a guy who tore his ACL in the national championship game. And who knows if he's going to be the same. Yeah. But that upside too, though. I mean, that's that's gotta be what they're looking looking at. They they don't take a quarterback at all in this draft. So is their thought process like, okay, we're, we're going to suck again this year. They're riding with Goff again, man. I mean, he's getting paid so much. more. Sure. But he's still going to suck. Yeah, I mean, no offense to my li- people. So are the Lions. Lions. Yeah, but the Lions are going to suck. So, do you think that the thought process is this year we're going to say, okay, we're going to suck, and then yeah. next year when Bryce Young comes out, maybe you're in that top two, top three, top four, and you tank for Bryce, basically, and he's your guy to get you through 2023, 2024. Well, I mean, my thing is, is they had a lot. They had what? One, two, three, four. They had four picks to pick Malik Willis, and they didn't do it. Which was I don't think anybody wanted Malik Willis. That's what it seemed like. He had a lot of buzz going in, and then it kind of, like, after the first round, it was like, okay, yeah, he's definitely not getting picked first round. Um, but, I I mean, I had him before Kenny Pickett, which was not a wild thing to say at the time. Well, in my defense, Vince, I had Kenny Pickett as the first quarterback off the board, and I was at correct. Six, so <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> off. I'm just saying. I, I had him as the first one off the board, and uh, <laughs> we'll have to post these because give people a little understanding what we're Dude, talking that's about. Dude, that's such a good. That's such a stupid. I actually, actually, first off, I had Pickett two going first. I was wrong. That was a misspeak. But also. You had him at six, and he got picked at like eighty-two or something. Like no, he got picked at twenty. Kenny Pickett got picked at twenty. Oh, I okay. thought I was talking. So yeah, it was in the first round. Still. He was the first first-round quarterback and the only first-round quarterback. I was one. Pick I off. add? I was one pick off for that. So I don't know if I was more right than you were. I mean, I was a little bit more right than you were. I don't know. I said first. I said first quarterback off the board, one pick off. Mm, I don't know. We'll have to let the people decide. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. This guy. Now, another thing we have to look at here is A.J. Brown getting traded. Mm, that was huge. That's I mean, huge. A.J. Brown getting traded to Nick Sariani growing plants out here mm-hmm. in Philly. I mean, what what's your take on this? Is he going to be the same without a Tannehill who throws interceptions in, yes. in playoff games? And he will be. Is he going to be? Right. Okay. Um, the Titans obviously don't completely. Okay, I said this last week, too. Tannehill's 34. He is what he is. I don't know if he's going to get a lot better, and that's why Willis went there. That's the first off thing. So I don't know. There's some stuff in in Tennessee that they're going to have to figure out with the quarterback position. But it's not like they're going to – it's not like he's going to another team with a great quarterback. Like Jalen Hurts had his ups, had his downs last year. A.J. Brown on that team is going to be good just because they need a one. 
Like they do. And like we were, I was talking about it before. I'm like, this is going to be the third year in a row that the Eagles draft a wide receiver in the first round. I guess you can kind of say that because they traded for one and like they traded for something, you know, the only thing is the Titans and they were saying this on the broadcast too. And I, and I generally agree with them. They kind of got rid of AJ Brown and then drafted another AJ Brown. If he, if he works out the way he wants to work, they want him to work out. Fine. Fine. Honestly, cool. I mean, to them, nothing hurt, nothing lost. Right. You get draft capital, you get rid of a contract you didn't want to pay, and you take Traylon Burks, arguably one of the best big-bodied receivers in this draft. I'd say he's two after London. Easy. So, yeah. I mean, he didn't cut the same amount of numbers that London did, but then again, different divisions, Keaton Slovis. And he was like in Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, what do you do at Arkansas? Woo pig, I guess, but... That's about that. I mean, we're going to get into college ball here in the next week or two, so that'll be fun. We get, cheer, we get, cheer, We get some people back in the fold here. Norman, Nate, don't don't worry about it. Hold on. You're coming. I love you, Norman, Nate. We love you, Doug. Anyway, moving into this, I mean, what was your biggest surprise of this draft where you look at it and you go, what the fuck were they thinking? I mean, this is a popular pick, but Cole Strange. <laughs> Cole Strange was strange. Even I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, because no, that's the thing. We were going through making our fucking mocks. How many times did you think about Cole Strange? I didn't even know who he was. Me either. It was kind of strange. Honestly, that should have been strange and unusual. Should have been Cole Strange. Cole Strange should have been strange and unusual today. Because Vince and I were like, what was strange and unusual about this Nothing. past week? Well, I guess Cole Strange, Cole strange was strange, strange and unusual. Out of Chattanooga, offensive guard that the Patriots go, yep, we're taking this guy at 29. You're like, huh? Okay, so in your mind, right, like, Belichick. Belichick knows what he's doing. You kind of have to put it there. But, like, so, and I'm sure you've seen the video of Sean McVay about the strange pick. Yeah, I saw him laugh at that. But then again, he has no draft picks. So what the fuck is he laughing at? Well, he was just like, yes. So so it's it's weird. The way I was looking at it, like, initially, everybody's like, oh, my God, Sean McVay's fucking laughing at Bill Belichick. Who do you think he was? I think he was laughing at the fact that they had him on their board for their third round pick or fourth round pick. I think it was 104 was their first pick. That's kind of what he's laughing at. 95% sure that they were a little hammered. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> they didn't have any picks, picks in the first round. They didn't right, have any exactly. draft picks. So it's like, Why yeah, not? of course, day one, you're going to be drinking and just bullshitting. I mean, you got nothing. So what are you uh, Yeah, do and I, I think the laugh was more so based on the fact that he thought that he was going to have him at that, and it was just so fucking wrong. Versus the him making fun of Bill Belichick because he there's no way he can make fun of Bill Belichick. You know, you know, I I feel for the Rams fans out there who were former a part of St. Louis and now they got to deal with you know this nonsense and yep. you know totally got their team pushed out of town. But it's interesting to look at and to say what's Bill thinking? I mean, because Bill's been right in the past, Tom Brady, right? right? Yeah, I mean, but... so what? <laughs> Still, no, I know, but I mean, Tom, it wasn't necessarily Bill. He's kind of just like picked him in the middle of like the seventh round. But even so, it's like he's he's drafted really well. He's developed talent really well. It's just Cole Strange. Cole Strange, From man, is Chattanooga. strange. Chattanooga. I mean, who does this? But then again, you know, you look at this, and they draft a wide receiver in the second round. Now, the biggest thing that everybody's like, wait, huh? Is that in the fourth round, they take a quarterback, Bailey Zappa, or Zape. 
or Zap. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I hope it's Frank Zappa's like son. Yeah, you you hope it's Frank Zappa's son. But like for real though, this is something that if I'm Mac Jones, I'm like, wait, what do you, what do you, the fuck? Do you not believe in me? I yeah, I don't. He's a later pick. He's not. He's obviously not going to start. Draft pick, Vince. Yeah, he's not going to start. I know he's not going to start over. Mac Jones. What I do think this is going to kind of incentivize and be like, hey, we got another young guy. And if you fuck up, you got a guy behind you. That's going to be kind of an incentive. But if they've drafted a first-round quarterback, it's going to be like, we got a competition. That's a different game. Second-round quarterback still kind of the same situation. Fourth-round quarterback, I think it's pretty obvious who's starting. But it's going to be like the, hey, your your rope isn't completely unlimited, you know? There's going to be a chance where you can possibly lose a spot if you don't beast up. So I, I think it's good for him, honestly, because I don't think they're planning on him starting at any time soon. He's just going to be a so many guy. other needs in the fourth round. They had so many other needs, a cornerback and, and defensive end and, and all these things. I don't know. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to question Bill. The hey, Bill's going to Bill, baby. Belichick's going to Belichick. Super Bowl, so I'm not going to question Bill. A lot of people gave him a graph trade of an F. Once again, none of us know shit. Exactly, because so draft grades are stupid. Far. Draft grades are pretty stupid. That's why we don't get involved. We just go off the topics that were interesting. Hey, Speaking give me your of, biggest surprise, Mike. My biggest surprise? Yes. I don't know if it's more so of a surprise than it is just a genuine, like, heartfelt thing to see someone go somewhere that is a hometown team. Yeah. And they played college there, and they grew up there, and the team yeah. knows who he is, and they and he knows who they are. And Kenny Pickett going to the Steelers, to me – which yeah. I did say, by the way, whether that was going to be Baker. You said that months some, ago. You said someone's that. coming in to give Mitch a run for his money. Mitch isn't money, Mitch. Yes, Everybody knows the guy is ass. And, and in case you haven't figured it out, he doesn't know how to throw a football. But we got the we got the chance to watch that for almost five years. But anywho, um, what I will say is Kenny Pickett going to Pittsburgh is just like a heartfelt story. It's like. The comparison, like if Dan Marino would have gone to the Mm -hmm. Steelers, right? If Dan Marino goes to the Steelers, I mean, that's like a storybook ending for him. Yeah. And whether he sucked or not, I mean, Dan Marino was a guy. And if you ever watch the Elway Marino. Dan Marino's one of the guys. (laughs) Oh, arguably. He never won a Super Bowl. That's his biggest knock. But then again, yep. Dolphins were really close, and they were the only team to beat the 85 Bears and the West Coast scheme and all that good shit. Um, but with that being said, to me, this was a maybe a reach because a lot of people had Kenny Pickett being, you know, maybe a second or third round guy in most drafts. But he benefited. Again, he benefited from being a decent quarterback in a bad quarterback draft, I believe. He's if he a, like if if you were to put him in last Yeah, but if you were to put him in last year's draft, like he there's no way in hell he's a first round draft pick. No, no, no way. This draft in particular was weak. Um and specifically a quarterback. Oh yeah. Except Mr. Uh what's the last pick, Mr. Un fucking I keep thinking of goddamn Russell Westbrook saying unlimited. <laughs> I'm Mr. Unlimited. You remember that video? No, I do not. Oh, dude, you have to watch it. It's great. I guarantee you people listening remember this. But when he was like, I need a nickname. He was like doing one of those weird-ass Russell Wilson videos where you feel uncomfortable the whole time. He's like, I need a nickname. So I decided on Mr. Unlimited. 
Wait, so that's what Russell Wilson said about himself? Yeah, that was his that was his nickname for himself. Seriously? Heard got that was you like said a couple Russell years West, ago. Russell Westbrook, so I was confused. Oh, Wilson, excuse me. Wilson, excuse me. He's a little goofy. Yeah, no, he's a He's like a he's a Blues Clues character. I saw that the other day, and that makes a lot of sense. He's a blues um, last pick in the draft, Brock Purdy. Great name. Go to the 49ers. Do your thing, Brock. That's all I want to say. Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft overall. 262, baby. San Francisco 49ers. The seventh round last pick in the draft. Yeah. Wow. Brock Purdy was actually pretty good at Iowa State. That's what I'm saying, and I yeah, I like him. I actually That's, I watched a decent amount of him last year. Honestly, if you take Brock Purdy in the seventh round, God bless, because that kid's actually pretty talented. I'm surprised he went that late. Yep. A lot of people also, like dude at his at his at his pro day and all that because he sling it. Also, name of the draft: Russ Yeast. Never heard of him in my life, but his last name is mean, Yeast. Name of the draft: Vince is Cole Strange. Yeah, honestly. His last name is Strange. Or Sauce Gardner. <laughs> Sauce, I mean, hey, if you have the first name of Sauce, that's great. Now, I mean, now that we're starting to, you know, break down a little bit of this draft, talk about this, you know, let's talk a little NFC North, and then we're going to get into our favorite corner. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, the Packers do not draft up at all to take anybody. They just go all defense in the back half of this first round. Yeah. Is this something to you that was a just decision? Is it something to you that is like, well, I guess they had the need. Are they going to do that every year? But I just feel like they consistently fuck over, you know, the guy. Karen, yeah. Karen, uh, uh, I think the Packers really liked that Georgia defense last year. I think that's really what I it think was. everybody liked that Georgia defense last yeah, year. Yeah, but I think they were like, listen, if we have if we have a chance to pick up guys at the end of the – first round and like you know Devonte wyatt wasn't necessarily a first round draft pick for everybody quay walker most people had him up there or at least close Devonte wyatt not necessarily the same thing take two of them until at the bottom half of the draft like they're like these are going to be good guys these are plug and play guys they lose it area smith who's a leader on that team i get it it's just like if they dude if they didn't pick christian walker or christian watson excuse me at 34 it would have been a way bigger deal because it's like, who is he throwing the ball to this year? I mean, is Christian Walker even a guy? He went to North Dakota State. I don't know. I mean, to me, why don't you try? I was very surprised. I even had it in my mock draft that they're moving up to 10 to go get Drake London and mm-hmm. give a Raj a guy. He'd fit real well on that team. He'd fit real well on that team, just a stud. Either that or do you go and get a Chris Olave? who would fit very well with that team also. Hey, at 10, you could have gotten both of those Ohio State receivers. Really, the only person you couldn't get was Drake London. So maybe he went off the board and they're like, fuck it, we're staying. Maybe. But still, maybe. like, they Even only Garrett have... Wilson's a dude. I mean, once again, just, I don't know. They only have, like, three, maybe four years left in this in this window. Like, what are you doing, guys? This is the time to pick a guy and have him learn with Roger before he's gone. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they got to get rid of Jordan Love at some point because he ain't it, obviously. And then, I mean, Romeo Dubes, like whatever the fuck that's going to be. There's just a lot of, I don't know. It's all a little sketchy to me. I don't understand what hey, the Packers oh, good, do. Good. They're still going to win the division this year. That's going to be the thing. It's just, I mean, they didn't, they didn't get noticeably better in any single way, in my opinion. They got actually obviously worse. 
Yeah, I mean, defensively, they got a little bit better and cleared up some holes defensively. But then again, it, it wasn't anything that you were like, oh, man, that was something that uh, stood out to me in any way. So it, it's definitely something for, for me where I'm like, okay, is this something that either they're going to be so deficient at wide receiver, they're not going to be capable of competing? Or is this something where – who knows? Maybe do it out of North Dakota State shows out. You, well, you I think with really the never know. with the Packers, it's like they usually find guys that can fill the holes, but they usually have one guy. You know, like they have their Donald Driver, or they have their Devontae Adams, Great or they have like guys like they have they get like a Jordy Nelson, or like you? Alan Lazard is pretty pretty good for them last year. But it's like if they don't have that top guy, then what do they do? You know, you can't just be living on slot receivers just because Aaron Rodgers is good. It's just not how that works. True. I don't know. Well, it's going to be a situation where they're going to win the division, and I don't see them winning in the playoffs. It's just kind of what it feels one like. One thing Vince and I both had wrong was the fact that Cincinnati was going to draft or Nicobe Dean was going to go in the first round, and he yep. went to, like, the third round. Yep. And then Kyler Gordon, who the Bears drafted, yep. I had in the first round. So yeah, to me, I mean, he got graded high, dude. He did get graded high. But yeah. if we look at this now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It is time for Bears, Bears Corner. Corner. Let's go. All right. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Bitch, fuck yeah. Bitch. Anyway, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, that's coming for you. Karen. Whether or not you're going to be good, Karen. Anyway, Bears Corner is interesting, to say the mm -hmm. least. Kyler Gordon, I had going in the first half of, uh, or the last half of the first round to yeah. Detroit. Detroit moves up, bundles those picks, goes and gets wide receiver. Yeah. Thought they needed help, but the Bears said, okay, uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure. We're going to come up and, and, and they were there, anyways. So they took him. And I'm not mad about the pick. Hell no. No, I, I mean, it's I don't need. think they pick a cornerback unless he falls. I think they were like, listen, best talent available. Kyler Gordon was up there for that. He he graded out really well. He was a good player at Washington. I think they were kind of just like, listen, he's versatile. He already He's already here. He could play slot outside. Like, let's just fucking get him, pick him up, and make that defense good. And we said this earlier before we started taping. Like, the Bears' defense was pretty good last year. Their secondary wasn't good last year, and they need some yeah. help there. And if you you bring in a guy to kind of hopefully fill that fuller spot that we didn't have this year that they were, you know, trying to get back, I think this guy could be pretty damn good, not going to lie. I think he could be someone opposite um, Jalen uh, Johnson. Jalen Johnson. Yes. Who is supposedly a guy – Utah State dude that we took, and he was supposed to be the next best thing next to sliced bread. Hasn't he's damn been. good. He's all right. He's all right. We're not going to say he's damn good if we look. I at think the last year he was the best secondary player on the team. He's better than Eddie Jackson's yeah, dumbass. He had the most interceptions on the team. Yeah. And to kind of, I guess it's the Bears. So the most interception on the Bears, I guess, is like being, I don't know, the best team in the. Hey, they get their interceptions, you know? Chucky e. T, 
little peanut yeah. Tillman action. I mean, that's that's Jerry a decade was ago. Badass. That's a decade ago. That's I'm almost twenty years ago. Jerry was doing a peanut Tillman. Hey man, we're Bears fans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta, that that's gotta, true. <laughs> that is a true statement. Anyway, but you know, Mike Brown was a beast. <laughs> Mike Brown was a guy, and yeah. to to lean into great Bears safeties. We hope Jaquan Brisker can be a guy for us mm-hmm. in that first half of the second round. If we look, how do you at, feel about double defense? I'm not mad. Double secondary, to be exact. Well, it's a need, and if Eddie Jackson's going to be a guy, you'll find out. Seems to me Brisker is going to play more of the strong safety position, where Eddie yeah. is going to play more of the free safety position. For sure. And then if Eddie he can play really sucks, deep, he plays deep safety really well. Brisker does that Penn State defense. He also tackles very well, and to yeah. me, that's huge. If you have a strong safety that can come up and disrupt, that's big. Well, that's kind um, of the point I was making. Like he, there's a lot of plays last year, and if you look at the breakdown, and granted, if you put them all next to each other, it's like okay, this happens all the time. Um, there was a lot of open guys downfield where it's like catch touchdown. Like it was like all right, it's already over. There's no way <clears throat> no one could no one could basically cover deep at all, and I think that's kind of good. And he, since he is kind of a ball hawk and he's a good tackler like if you get him out there and he can actually take a guy down that can stop from big plays that they were kind of giving up a lot last year and it was not fun no it was not fun at all and last season was difficult to watch in many ways or second general yeah. was as um <laughs> you know with khalil mack being out most of the year we kind of understand why i think the idea of trading him came on long before this new regime but you look at matt eberflus matt eberflus is a defensive guy Runs a 4-3 defense, wants some dogs in his secondary right yeah. now in particular just due to the fact that his defensive line isn't necessarily what it was. Um, so you're down uh, Khalil Mack. You're down Eddie Goldman. You still got Bilal Nichols. You still got Robert Quinn. That's about the only thing you can really hang your hat on right now. Mm-hmm. If we do look at the history of the Chicago Bears drafting Penn State talent, Adrian Amos, was a safety that was taken should've by the Chicago Bears. Should have never let him go. Let him go to free agency. Signs with the Packers. Been to multiple playoff games since. Just an absolute stud. And so happen every time he does play the Bears, he eats our lunch. Mm-hmm. So that's always fun. And he well, ate everybody else's lunch when he was on the Bears. That guy's just fucking good. Just There's a stud. No ifs, ands, or buts. Maybe the best pick Ryan Pace ever had in a draft was Adrian Amos. And um, with all that being said, it has not um, ended well for them with their defensive backfield talent. Now, with their third pick in the draft, I was a little best, confused. Best draft that they had. Best draft pick that they had, in my opinion. Valus Jones? I hated it off the bat. <clears throat> and okay, I started I, diving I, in a bit. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. So why don't you enlighten me? I started diving in a bit. Um, listen, he doesn't have a lot of size. It is what it no. is. Like he grades poorly on size. It is what it is. Um, he's not a great jumper. Sure, whatever. <clears throat> the thing with him that I like is he's strong and he's fucking fast. His speed grade was elite. His bench grade was elite. I like that because he's not going to be a, a one receiver. Like, it's just not what he is. He's a third round draft pick. You're picking him just to kind of. You're picking him on intangibles, basically. If you can get a guy that can get off the line and hit a guy and not be a like giant soft boy. That's great. And also elite composite speed grade. If he can get the ball in his hands and hold on to it, I think he's going to be a really, really good receiver. And I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but 
he's not he could run out of the backfield. He could be slot. And like I don't know if you run a couple uh reverses per game, you can have you can give this guy and he can make shit happen. And I think that's kind of like they have that in Mooney, but Mooney's gonna be taking that one spot this year. And this guy's faster than Darnell Mooney. So gotta fuck with it, man. I don't know. I like it a lot. I don't know if I like it a lot. I feel like a lot of people want to go right down the Debo. Right. That's know, why I said I didn't want to compare him because I don't, I don't think it's a for Tyree sure. Cole. I, I understand the upside is probably higher than most guys at this round, but then again, I don't know. Pickens goes at, you know, a couple picks prior to this or yeah. after this to the Steelers, and now you're I thought like, they were take. I thought they were going to take Pickens. Honestly. So George Pickens is a dog, six three, big body dude, but maybe that's not what the offense is going to run like. And, you know, you lose Allen Robinson. Now it's going to be Darnell Mooney, Bayless Jones Jr. And then who else? I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to break down on a week-in and week-out basis. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for him. I think he's going to be nice just I mean, to kind of slide Daz, him into the slot. Is, is Daz Newsom a guy? I don't I don't know. Verdict's still out. I I'm mean, Verdict's sure. still out. He didn't even make the day one roster last well, that's year. That's what I'm so. saying. Like, I don't I – don't, it's still out, but I don't have a lot of faith. <laughs> I don't have much faith in Daz Newsom. I don't think. And obviously, they got rid of Ridley last year, so that shit didn't work out either. So you kind of hope there's going to be a guy that you can kind of put well, him in there and not be pissed about it. Who knows? Maybe Calvin Ridley comes to the team next year. Yeah, next year, not this year. After he's got done gambling. On um, one big thing. Eight leg parlays, by the way. Yeah. I wouldn't even do that. Anyway. Yes, yeah, sir. Any any other Bears? topics you want to talk about Mikey you know I mean the middle round of these offensive linemen and this outside linebacker you know I guess the one thing you can say about this outside line linebacker Dominic Robinson Miami of Ohio yeah started out as a wide receiver yeah, he's a uh, small guy he's a small I mean, guy Six five two fifty three. I wouldn't necessarily consider that. Small, well, no, I'm saying. I long. guess I'm saying weight. I'm saying weight wise, as far as how big he is. Like he's like, he's lean. There you go. Right. He's lean. He's developmental. I don't know if he's someone who's going to start day one. But you look at the no. rest of this draft. I guess the one thing we can take away is that you turn six picks into eleven picks. You fill yeah. some needs here. You draft about four or five offensive linemen, which I think is a desperate need. And now you hope they all pan out. Yeah, I mean like. That running back pick was hilarious to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what we're doing there. He's just I, fast. He literally all he is is fast. <laughs> like there's no, no one else around it. Well, like if you watch, if you watch all of his clips, he's like, he's not like quick left to right. Can't jump well. Poor, like horrible shuttle score. <laughs> but like he just grades out amazing in running. That's all he really is. Well, so it's is like, he, is he your Devin Hester? He might be, but the the thought kind of with it too is like. That Velas Jones is supposed to be that, you know. <laughs> so if maybe Velas Jones isn't, isn't doing the running or isn't running everything back, then that's what you get the trust in Abner. But I, I don't know. I saw that and I was like, you know, maybe they're just like, I think they're just throwing it at the wall and seeing if it sticks. My favorite, think- actually though, my favorite pick though, round seven, two fifty-five, Trenton Gill. I've been saying we need a punter. I put that on Twitter. Like three people liked it. Shout out to you, three people. They got a punter, and I'm happy they did. Okay. I mean, Vince is the happiest about the punter. I'm happy about the. <laughs> hey, dude, we didn't have one. Alignment. We didn't have one because we were just completely like blindsided by our boy Pat. Yeah, Patty wasn't bad though. Patty, Patty, well, yeah, mean, he's a, he's a little bitch ass though. He's on your team now. 
Oh, he signed with Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> That's not my team. Anyway, <laughs> let's move forward. Really we... quick though, I do want I do want to mention uh DeAndre Hopkins is out for six games for HGH or something of that nature. I think it's gonna be disputed by opening day, just due to the fact that HGH is so difficult to truly test for due to the fact that everyone's levels of HGH are different. Are different, right. And they have to do a blood test. And supposedly, like, I don't know if it was tech, was it technically HGH? From what I was reading, it was just like a one, like, performance enhancing. So I don't even know if it was that. And people can get popped for that shit and not even know if they're doing it. So it's like. I mean, you take the I, wrong pre-workout necessarily. You don't know what's going on. Right, right. So exactly. Like a lot of, I mean, the the immediate reaction, it's always like this. Ever since like the fucking Maguire and all the A-Rod shit and Barry Bonds and all that. It's like, oh my God, he's a fuck face. He's just injecting steroids. Like, it's that's not really the case generally. It's just like, hey, we used this product and I didn't know this was on the banned list and now we're here. Are we, so to, believe, could... are we to believe that most of these guys, like I'm going back, but like Clay Matthews and, you know, Straight. Aaron Donald and all these guys aren't on something. I'm sorry, I don't believe you. They just regiment it correctly so they don't fail. <laughs> That's yeah, all it is. Exactly. <laughs> you're on a little bit of something. You make enough money. I mean, your doctors are going to be exemplary. I'm sorry. I, mean, I, I just Mac. don't believe it. Come on. Come on. Come on, bro. Come on. A grown man <laughs> throwing other grown men with his bare hands. I I okay. Yeah. And not only hey, that, and I, don't, like, I don't knock that shit. I've, I've been saying it for years. They should have a whole ass league where everybody can just stab himself full of steroids and just be beasts. Especially baseball. Especially yeah. baseball. Baseball needs as much as it could get right now. So I'm and saying. To, and, and I mean, we'll get into baseball, but let's go in because we didn't in the past couple weeks. Yeah. Give some NBA talk. Dude, okay? it's the NBA playoffs, young man. It's exciting. Um,. Yeah, exciting. So, Western Conference Finals ended. It, some of them were ended last week, but again, it was the draft spectacular. So, there's no it's way we're talking about well, No way we're talking about know? all that week. Um, Phoenix beats NOLA. I just want to say, that was that was a means to an end. It was going to happen no matter oh, what. When, when they lost Booker, though, it got a little spicy. It didn't get spicy. I told yes, it did. not spicy. Dude, yes, it did. They won. I want to say they won three games, and then Nola, or Nola's like, hey, yo, they won two in a row, and it was like, okay. I mean, I didn't think they were going to win the series. What I will say for them, though, is, I mean, I don't know if this is an objective fact at this point, but they didn't have their best player, quote, unquote. Like, Zion is technically their best player. Also, Zion for anybody that thinks offensive that, tackle. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. And he's one of the most efficient shooters, and he scores a lot. And they kind of came in here. They made the playoffs, unbeknownst to everybody thinking they're going to make it. Brandon Ingram played his balls off. McCollum was a great addition. I mean, I, I don't know. I like they weren't going to win it. They weren't. They weren't going to do that. But they took the one seed to two games, and you got to give them respect for where, where respects, you know, deserved. Yeah, they can eat that poopy flavored lollipop. And so, I mean, listen, I've said, hey man, jump. they were going to be like the worst in the West this year, according to a couple people after Zion was out. So. I mean, really, when LeBron James is bringing out a bunch of dudes from 2009, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm sorry, I don't believe you. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, it's believable. They're the eighth seed. They won the play-in tournament. Whoop-de-doo. T- to me, it's it was like, yeah, no, they're going to lose, even without Booker. I thought and they that were was correct. Swept, though. 
Yeah, well, they're Booker's getting are getting swept. With I don't even know if that's swept. true though, because they kind of dogged out in, on those two games. I mean, that's what I'm, saying. Like, I'm not. I'm not even gonna say. I'm not even gonna give credence that they had a chance. You're trying to didn't. save your guy long term for Golden State, basically. But who knows? I mean, Memphis played Golden State very close in the last game. I don't mean to jump ahead, but yeah, you know, you look at this. There really wasn't a series out of the West that was like, oh man. That's close. Yeah, as far as the the games go, I mean Minnesota played them pretty hard for sure. I think I think Minnesota was like a pretty tough matchup for Memphis. Um, Memphis won four two. Like again, like all none of these games went to seven. I think max, yeah, max six. Yeah. Um, Minnesota played Memphis pretty hard. I Minnesota is what Minnesota is. Anthony Edwards is a boss though. If I'm gonna watch he like that, on a better team. He belongs they, on a better team. And they will be. I mean, in the reality of it, it's like he's a fucking second-year player right now. Like, <laughs> Memphis, John Morant's a dog. John Morant belongs in Memphis. He is, like, the epitome of that city. His dad's, like, a swaggy-ass motherfucker. The whole thing's it's just smacks. I love to see it. But, honestly, Minnesota played them really hard for a couple of games. It was just closing out the game just wasn't there. Isn't John Morant a small school guy? Didn't he go to Marquette like Jimmy Jimmy Butler? John Morant went to oh no Murray nope. State. Jesus, Murray I'm sorry. State. There yes. we go. I was thinking. Uh, well, it wasn't I was, Marquette. It was Murray State. I knew it started with that. I was thinking Wichita, but yeah, he went to Murray State, who were actually pretty good this year too. But he, I mean, he came out of nowhere. He wasn't going to be the number two overall pick at the well, beginning of that year, and he was. And he's he's just a beast, dude. Um, but yeah, Minnesota, Pat Bev, good for you. Carl Anthony Towns started playing better, but he's just got to be, he's got to be harder. He's like a little he too soft. He needs to change the scenery. Carl I agree. Anthony Cause Towns. he's a, he's a damn good player, dude. He's damn good. It's just, he needs to come to shy town. Yeah. I mean, oh it would work out. It would work out. He's just very ball dominant. And I think Anthony Edwards and Pat Bev were big for that team. Cause they kind of gave him a, a little jolt of, uh, I don't even know what the word would be like manhood that they didn't have before, you know, cause they were a soft ass team. And that was known. D'Angelo Russell played really well. I don't know. Memphis wins. All right. Dallas and Utah. That dude, the Utah Jazz are so I mean, it was it was close at the end. I mean, they were a shot away of potentially going in OT to to make it go, you know, three three and make this a six game series, seven game series. It was close. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. It's it's kind of like opposite New Orleans in my head right now. Like this is like Utah is supposed to be better than Dallas. At the beginning of the year, they're supposed to be for but most Luka, of the season, they were supposed Luka to. Luca is just Luca. Yeah, and Luka's and we went over this a couple of weeks ago too. But the Utah Jazz are not a cohesive unit, and they, I think they were the one seed last year, and they won, they lost in the first round. This is another year of that. Like, I think the the writing's on the wall here. It's like Utah, it's kind of over. Like, you got to get rid of your guys when you can here. Get some pieces to come back and try to build this shit again. Because first off, it's. I mean, in my opinion, when you watch it and when you see it and when you see stuff after the game and all that, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert don't really like each other. So kind of what it seems like. This is and what Donovan... I always hate about the NBA, Vince, because these guys are just such prima donnas. I want the ball. I want this. Play as a team. You'll win. It's, right. It's well, yeah, and that was like, that was the thing. If you, look, if you looked at, like, the passing stats, it's like – I think I said it last time. I think the, the Utah Jazz were averaging more turnovers than passes from Donovan Mitchell to Rudy Gobert. Which is crazy. <laughs> you know what's like, even crazier, Vince? What? The most notoriety Devin Mitchell or Donovan Mitchell Donovan, yeah. has received over the past 
I don't know, four years. He, let's just say since he's gotten to the league, yeah. is when he, he was one of the first NBA players to get COVID and said he didn't have symptoms. That was Gobert. No, it was him. He no, also Go- he also got it. So did Rudy. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I just remember Rudy coughing all over the mic and then starting the whole fucking thing. I don't even know. But anyway. No, he was. Do you remember these- that? Do you remember? There's no way you don't remember that. No, but he I was remember like, that. They were, intervie- they were interviewing know. him, and then he was just like, <clears throat> and then all of a sudden it's like, that's possible. Now life's as normal as we know. And the, whole, still, the whole country shut down. Right yeah, and then shortly that. after that, it was just like, <laughs> well, <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> I, fun fact for all of our basketball fans, I was at the last Bulls game before everything got shut down. It was eerie as fuck. It remember was how bad weird. they were then? Oh, yeah, they were really bad. Uh, still are. <laughs> But anyway, um, any hoodle. Um, last game, and like it's like right when people started like wearing masks and yeah. stuff, and it's like okay, this is weird. And now it's like the same thing again. It's like if you wear a mask, like you're kind of weird. I'm not saying like you're weird if you feel more comfortable wearing a mask. Yeah, it's just not everybody's that, doing it anymore. No, and but at the time, no one did it. So I was like, "What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck is going on? Like, what is that? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? I mean, because that happens in China a lot. So when I saw in the beginning, I was like, "Damn, this is fucking Chinese shit." And all of a sudden, it was like everybody was doing. I was like, "Oh, damn, this happens everywhere." Yeah, China and Japan is a thing. Um, that that's been a thing. Those are that's a kind of a a part of their culture. So, um, definitely interesting. More densely populated for sure. Yeah, definitely interesting to say the least. But, you know, now leaning in, okay, so now, you know, we have our top eight, so to speak. And in the West, mm-hmm. it's Phoenix and Dallas. Didn't think necessarily Dallas, but then again, how the way that series is moving. Wait, I just really want to say really quick, Golden State versus Denver was what it was going to be. Root, or uh, Jokic just didn't have the guys. MBJ might not be healthy for the rest you of his see career. see how much Jokic got paid, by the way? And he deserves all, every goddamn Sunday. Highest paid NBA player of all time. Deserves it. Shout out to the Serbian people. Fucking, I'm sure they so love fucking it. good. And shout out to his brothers. Good for him. Oh, those guys are like gangsters. Like yeah. legit. Like will fight opposing players on the team. And I, I, I don't know if he signed it yet. He's expected to sign it, but it's going to be five-year 254 for people that need to know. Um, but, yeah, Insane. I mean, Golden State was just going to beat Denver. It is what it is. We can close that book. 4-1. Over. So, yeah, now we got now we got the, the Western Conference second-round matchups here, which I think the surprise team here is technically Dallas, but if you look at it across the board from full seeding, you got a 1-2-3-4 thing. 1-4, 2-3 are playing. Right now, Phoenix is leading the series against Dallas, which is kind of the expectation. Um, I think Dallas can maybe steal two, but <sighs> Golden State Memphis, dude, who you got on that? Golden State Memphis? Yeah. Last night's game was pretty close. Um, yeah. It wasn't like it was like, oh, man, that can't happen. It's It was a point game. I mean, it's yeah. just so dude, difficult to live were... right now. I mean, you look at it. You have Memphis winning. I, I think it's going to go seven. And I and I yeah. at this stage of the game, everybody has Golden State to win. But I kind of call this from the beginning. I think you're just getting a rematch next year, Vince, or last year. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I mean, believe. that's what we had when we were going in. Um, one, yeah, I mean, it's like you got to remember Memphis is the higher seed, so they get the home field advantage. But they're such a young team, dude. 
And Golden State, like, they've been there. They've done it. Granted, like, there's a couple guys on the team that have and whatever it may be, but their core has been there. And, like, Clay's doing pretty well again. Steph's obviously a boss. Draymond's good. And they got Wig. They got Pool. All that shit. I just, you know, I'd say six or seven. I think seven's cool. I I don't know if it's going to go seven just because Golden State already stole one away. They're playing right now. We'll see what happens. So when you listen to this, it's already going to be over. So whatever. Um, but since they stole one already, and they're going to go home and hopefully win two in their heads after this. So they're going to be up three, what, three, one. If they win both at home, that, that's going to be tough. So Memphis is going to have to steal one from them. Um, I hope that they can. I just don't know if they're as deep or as, as like, uh, playoff ready as Golden State is. It's going to be interesting to watch. But, hey, this is a good-ass team, and they're not going anywhere next year. Oh, no, I think if they if they definitely take Golden State deep in this series, which I believe they will, yeah, it is 100% in line that they're going to be back next year. But who knows? I mean, maybe they are in the conference finals and playing against Phoenix. I mean, I just think now they got booked back in Phoenix, there's no way Dallas can go seven with them. There's no, no chance. Way. No chance. They're going to certainly try. I think they, I think they might have six in them. But I would, if I had if I was a betting man, I put it on five games. I think they might win one. Call it Chris Paul. This year, this is the year they were super close last year. I don't think Milwaukee has the horses to do it this year. They might not be the only team though. Well, Miami is not terrible, and right now the issue is with Philly is that Joel Embiid's out primarily for the rest of the series. Allegedly, we'll see if he comes back. I doubt he will, but you know James Harden's eating that shit up, yeah. and he he enjoys the spotlight as we all know. He wants to be the guy, so now he gets his chance to be the guy. But I mean, they're still losing because they don't play defense. So yeah, okay. Well, then while we're talking about it, so like I said, Memphis, they're gonna be back. They're gonna be back. We're gonna go to a situation here. Miami beats Atlanta four to one in the Eastern Conference first round. Atlanta in the conference championship last year. I don't know if you remember Trey young in the, in like earlier in the season said, Hey, first, uh, the, or the, the regular season's boring. We're just trying to get back to the playoffs. I don't know if you remember him saying that this is what happens when you get too goddamn confident, Trey young. And you just, you just lost four to one against Miami. When you thought he's you got were just no one else. Be. He's got no one else. Yeah. I mean, they have he's talent no on else. that team. They do, but not like, Miami, not like Philly, not like Milwaukee. I mean, John Collins, John Collins is damn good. They lost Capello, which really sucked for them. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say that they're an all-star team, but it's just, I don't know. I hated when he said that so much because I'm like, this is the only time you've ever been here. And I think that's, I think it, I think it, and no, and I I don't, I like Trey Young. I like Trey Young a lot, but it's like, it's like, okay, this is this is gonna be a good reality check that hey, you gotta you gotta do your shit in the middle of the year. So you're not playing the number one team in the East next year to get into the playoffs. He was saying he was in the playoffs like it was a shoe in. He ended up being the A seed. Well, I mean, everybody thought Brooklyn was gonna be right there with them. I mean exactly. it was it yeah, for a minute. Everybody thought, thought everybody thought only go so far, you know. Yeah, and I mean, it's no surprise. You know, you look at them, you look at the Bulls. I mean, they once again, just don't have the horses. You just don't. Yeah. And, you know, I'm surprised Toronto lasted as long as they did against Philly. Um, we all knew the Bulls were just going to be done after all these injuries, and it's it's disappointing to watch consistently, but 
will continue to manage it. So Vince, okay. Yeah. Who do you have? Okay, final four. Wait, really quick. I just want to say. Oh, here we go. You remember the, they are who we thought they were. Remember that? Denny Green? R.I.P. Denny Green? That's exactly what Steve Nash was saying to them when the fucking Boston Celtics swept the shit out of the Nets. That's all I'm saying. Also, Chicago Bulls, come back, get a fucking center. I just want to make those two notes. Milwaukee won. We already said it. Oh, wait, wait. Vooch isn't a guy? Vooch isn't a guy? I'm just Vooch isn't a guy who can get fucking rebounds. I honestly want Vooch to play the power forward position and they get a center, but. Is what it is. We need someone. We need something. Period. Yeah. We need we need a big mauler. That's Carl Anthony Towns. If that's Rudy Gobert, if that's someone to come in from one of these teams who are failing and going to get you know distributed in other directions, we need one of them. Step one: re-sign Zach Levine. Step one. Is that step one? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, he was playing at 80% Zach for Levine? the last half of the half of the, did, half did you of the hear season. what Zach Levine said in his most recent press conference? What's that, Mike? It's not a shoe in that he's coming back. I know. It shouldn't be. He would be and doing himself a disservice. I bet you he isn't. Uh I think he's gotta get his he's gotta get a surgery first. He's gotta see how he feels after that. Jerry Reinsdorf will tell you that he is not coming back. Period. He will give him a deal that benefits the team. Oh, he's not that, coming unless he gets a max. So, well, he ain't gonna get the max. I think he might. So watch him go west coast. That would be a real, real sad situation. Well, um, would, you, would you rather live in Chicago or go team up with Devin Book and be another guy? He's not getting a max from Phoenix. Get out of here. Well, There's not the e- Phoenix just, isn't even close to Golden giving Zach State, Levine Golden a max. State could potentially give him a max. No, he can't. They have, Hell no, they have they contracts. They have aging contracts, but stuff's still on a max. Clay's on a max. No way. I think the only way he goes to a place and gets gets a max is either at a young team that's trying to compete, a la maybe fucking Memphis, but they don't even need him. I was just about to say Memphis. But besides that, he's going to be going to the Sacramento Kings. Like, they tried to sign him a couple years later, and he's going to do fucking nothing. So, I really, the only advantage is, like, hey, you can come back and try to run it back with his team and add a couple guys. But he's not signing in a team that's going to be any fucking good. In my well, because if he's if he's gonna demand the max, then he's probably gonna go to a shitty team unless it's Memphis. But they still gotta give the max to fucking John Moran eventually. So it is what it is. Yeah. All right. So two Eastern Conference second round matchups. We got Miami Philly. Miami's up one, and then we got Boston Milwaukee with Milwaukee taking the first game. How do you feel about this Miami Philly situation here? Miami's gonna win. Yeah, especially Joel B. Yep. Joel Embiid being out, tough 100%. fucking break. Tough 100%. fucking break. Feels a lot better, quote unquote, but they don't know if he's going to actually return. So mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, I mean, James Harden. <laughs> we know this already. He can't lead it. He can't be the number one option on a team and get past it, especially if he doesn't have Chris Paul, Clint Capella, all those guys. The the seventy six are going to have a hard time. I think Miami takes it pretty easily. Uh, I think this Boston Milwaukee matchup, though, I think this is an easy seven games. Could potentially be seven games. I mean, the way Boston played defense last on, on Sunday wasn't very wasn't very helpful to their cause, especially with Middleton out. Yeah. So, the last couple months, though, they've been beasting on D. But Milwaukee is way fucking better than Brooklyn, which I'm happy that people are seeing. 
they're way fucking better. Like it's not even it's oh, night yeah. and day. Yeah, it's absolutely. night and day. Brooklyn, Brooklyn's a shit show, but they're short. They only have a couple guys. Milwaukee is a tall ass, big, long team that plays together. It's a way different game. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Wouldn't disagree with that. It's a way different game when you are playing a team that values defense and is playing a similar mold that you are. So. I think this could very well go seven. I'm not going to disagree with the Reverend, but what I will say Rev. is, Rev. anyway, I'm not going not, not to disagree with Rev necessarily Rev here. Run here. <laughs> but I, as I stated, it just Miami might make a play to go the the distance because they were close yeah. last year. They got the team now, and they were in the, the finals the in the Tyler bubble. Hero. Finals in the bubble. Remember the Rachel Nichols debacle? <laughs> what happened with Rachel Nichols? And Jimmy Butler. I think that was a strange and unusual. Oh, were they hooking up? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is a supposedly, while ago. Supposedly, yeah. That was a strange. That was like my second my second episode or something like that. So for the OGs, there it is for you, if you remember that. I mean, hormones are real things. Anyways, Thanks. I would say that in my eyes, the West is taken by Phoenix because – they're playing for Chris Paul. Chris Paul's the leader of that team. Yeah. I mean, they were that close last season. DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Jamison Crowder, you got it, dogs. And so we're going – I think we're in agreement here. So the next the next round is going to be Phoenix, Golden State, Miami, Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. And I think it's Miami has a slight upper hand just due to the fact that they're not going to play as many games against – uh, or as as many games as Milwaukee played, yeah. where I could see Milwaukee going seven, itching it out, but then now they're coming right into another series and they're not as fresh. Hey, to make or, this a little fun, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Miami Boston. I'm gonna go Miami Boston. Make it a little okay. fun. I mean, listen, so I would prefer to see Boston win. To yeah. be honest, just due to the fact that. Milwaukee you know, I like the history of the team. Milwaukee yeah. already did it, but I just don't see it happening. Because Middleton could potentially come back towards the end of the series. It's almost yeah. been two to three weeks. That would be tough for them. I just I like the Tatum and uh Jalen Brown tandem. I I think they're playing really well. They're kind of firing on all cylinders and this new coach that they got, and forgive me, I can't say his name, so I'm not gonna try it. But this new coach they got is is fucking good, man. And I I really like how they're playing. And I remember in the beginning of the year, everybody's like, they're screwed. Shouldn't got rid of Brad Stevens or not got rid of him, but promoted him. And it, they kind of just clicked and eventually. And they were, I think, like the sixth or seventh seed halfway through the season. Number two, they get home field or home court advantage. And you know TD Garden goes fucking ape shit when the Boston Celtics play in the in the playoffs. I think that home home court advantage might help them out a little bit. So for the sake of parity on this podcast, I'm going to take Boston here because I think we're both like they this could definitely go seven games. So I don't know. And once it's a seven games, anybody's. So I, yeah, I'll take Boston here to make it fun. Well, I love it. Are we betting pizza parties on this? Or we're we're on our we got to redeem the first one, but we're on I'm, our I'm hot girls. To, hey, I've offered, I've offered. No, I know, time, but it's hot girl know. summer, so we'll maybe it's a taco instead. Maybe we'll have uh, like a cauliflower crust pizza party. Which is the lamest shit I've ever heard. Whatever, what? dude. We're about gains, brother. <laughs> Talk about gains, Mike. Cauliflower <laughs> crust sucks. Anyways, <laughs> what I will say is this. All right, final prediction then. 
finals, NBA finals. Let's give our way too early prediction. Who do you got yeah. and why? So, dude, I just I don't know what it is with Miami. I don't, I don't see him going to the finals this year. I think whoever wins this two three matchup, Boston Milwaukee, goes to the finals. So if I'm taking Boston, boy. I'm going Phoenix Boston, which would be a kind of a fun ass series. Phoenix Boston in the finals. That's what I'm taking right now. I'm taking it repeat. Um, that's the way I look at it. I look at like those 76ers and Lakers teams in the early 2000s. Okay. Um, I think Phoenix comes back out of the West. I think Phoenix takes it this year. I think that is the that's the case. A lot of people like Golden State. I just don't think they have the the, the firepower to compete yeah. with Phoenix long-term. They'll win a game or two, but they're not going to win seven. So that's my two cents as to You're how going I Phoenix think. Milwaukee then? I'm still on Phoenix Milwaukee. Miami is yeah. a close second, but I, if I had to bet it right now, Phoenix Milwaukee for the final right. rematch. If, if, if the Miami Heat go to the finals, we have to figure out something. Like we got to take a shot at Malloy or something because we're just going to be fucking wrong. <laughs> <coughs> Fine. Chicago Fine. All right. There we go. There we go. Okay. shot at the if, Miami if, Heat make it. There's our bet. No, no, no. If we're both wrong, yep. if Golden State and Miami are in the finals, yeah. then, okay, then we take a shot of Malort and document it and show how disgusting it is to everybody. It's so gross. Fuck, so all, fuck all you guys that say Malort is good. You are the worst and you're lying. You're a dumbass. Yeah. That's all I want to say about that. Yeah. Now that's, you know. Should we move on to some baseball? Yeah, let's let's get some let's get some baseball going. It's been pretty rough here in the Chicago land area to watch any team play, considering the White Sox are supposed to be something good, but we'll get into that. In hey, it's just one month, huh? All right, so one month of shit. First time in MLB history, two cities, four first place teams. First time, all time. I hate that it's these two cities, but this is the only time it would be possible except for the Cubs Sox. So, for the first time in MLB history, all four New York and Los Angeles teams are leading their division, being the Yankees, Mets, Angels, surprise, and Dodgers. I'm waiting for the Angels to completely implode because the Angels are decent in April, and then they'll fuck it up by the end of the season. In my opinion, not enough pitching. We'll see what happens. Kind of cool, though, right? This is what they do always. They yeah. they always start out hot, and then a bunch of injuries happen. Either Trout can't stay healthy, or Shohei's going to go down. And they can't pitch for the fucking life of them. Yeah, Syndergaard, who knows what he's going to be? Already injured. <laughs> Already hurt. So it's like, okay, I guess we'll wait and see. Way too early predictions right now. I think the Yankees still compete in the AL East. You think they win it in the in the in the East? Wait, uh, way too early opinions after the first month. First off, I just want to put like a little buffer. First month is never actually like a real barometer for how it's going to go for the no, next. No. You know, that's just not how it goes. We all know that teams cool off after a hot start. Guys cool off after a hot start and vice versa. There's a lot of guys. And I just want to, again, this is just like a, a beginning thing. There's a lot of guys that are playing like shit right now that by the end of the season, they might have a 300 batting batting average and they might be top five in homers. Who fucking knows? There are so many months left. But that being said, we are going to make way too early predictions and we are going to have so many opinions that might not matter in a couple months. I just want to put that out there. No, they're probably not going to matter. But 
what I will say is this. I think the East, it's, of course, going to go down to the Yanks and Boston. Uh, Blue oh, Jays I don't always know. do this. Dude, no. Blue Jays always team. do this. They, they might have the best lineup this. in the league. They always do this. What, Tyler Flowers? Who cares? Who the Blue Jays? You know the Blue Jays are beasts. They're all right. Come on. That's a they good don't have team. The pitching. They don't have the pitching. I think they might. No, they don't. I'm telling you right now, they just don't. Hey man, they picked up they picked up Matt Chapman. Bobachek coming out. Vladimir Guerrero is a beast. Everybody knows it. It is what it is. I I think the Blue Jays take the division this year. And I that's not wow. me just saying it. I think they do. They got Kevin Gosman, who almost won a Cy Young last year. They got Jose Barrios, who was good on the twins for a while. Hyunjun Ryu, kind of good. Yusei Kikuchi, beast. Alec Manoa, good. I think they have a full. They have a full starter. They have a full five Robbie starters Ray's that are all really good. Robbie Ray was a beast for them. Almost won a Cy yep. Young. So, yeah, but you know, Robbie you, Ray did lose. win a Cy Young. That was well, the my bad. See exactly. Yeah, goes to go with my brain here. I'm just hey, saying, George Springer, Tiasker Hernandez was one of the best hitters in the league last year. Well, George Nick, Springer was flashing the pan. George Springer is not fast in the pan. Great Ooh. baseball reference page, by the way, for fun fun facts. Um, I don't think they're are perfect. Sleep out, are, are we going to totally sleep on the Rays? That's the thing. The, I mean, the Rays that aren't shitty. division, man. That division. The Rays aren't is, shitty, Vince. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's true. Like, the only thing is, like, everybody's good in that division, except they have the worst team so in the league. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, listen, if we We're have gonna to eat look each at other this, alive. I mean, there's four teams there that could potentially wind up winning that division. The Rays have shown you that they have the team to potentially go somewhere and they've re-signed some guys too. And, you know, they always play pretty shitty in the beginning of the season, especially yeah. in cold cities. And they're like pitching Chicago. Yeah. Yep. You know, right now it's, it's tough to, it's tough to break down. And Wander and Franco's it, damn good too. Wander Franco's a stud. So far. You just can't like dismiss the Rays in the East. You just can't. I think there's and, four and, teams that could all win it. I think the Red Sox are the worst team in the division, and they sh- they're they still like no. – They're better than – like, Dude, they're better no. than over half the AL, and they're the they're the second to worst team. Listen, the Excuse me. Here's, worst here's what's going to happen. We're going to get past the All-Star break. Okay. Chris Sale's going to go on a tear, and that whole team's going to start to morph. Trevor Story's there, Xander Bogertz. Oh, I mean – Fucking Rafael Devers might be the best hitter on that team. Right. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of things here that we have to pay attention to long term that you have to remember who's that well coached. Alex Cora is an amazing coach, yeah. amazing manager. Should have been on Kevin the South Cash side. is damn good, too, though. Yeah, but I'm just saying that. Do you, me, think, Sox, do you think we get three teams from – th- Okay, do you think we get three teams from the AL East in the playoffs this year? Hmm. That might be a stretch. We'll see. The, the only reason why I think that might not happen is just because the AL West has the Mariners and the Astros and the Angels are playing all right. But I honestly think that at least two of the best teams in the AL, like there's at least two teams from the AL East going to the playoffs. I don't think there's any way to argue that. Nobody from the AL Central except for the division winner is going to go. And the AL West, the Mariners, and the Astros are good. So I I think it's possible we'll get three teams. And I think it's more than likely almost guarantee that we at least get two. You know, if we're going to lean into this then, and we're on the AL right now. Yep. I mean, the Mariners are a team as well. 
They're fucking the, good, man. The Mariners are two games out. I mean, there's so much here where there's like three, four teams per division that you could look at and go, well, that's a possibility. Um, it's going to be really interesting to monitor. And, you know, if, if we swing towards the NL, because the yeah. AL, we're going to get to the central here. Yep. You know, the Mets release Robinson Cano. I think some Which of those guys are going to do an end. <laughs> yeah, I get mean, him, they were going to designate. Yeah, they were going to des him for assignment. The Brewers, yeah. I think, have a great shot of competing for the NL Central next to the cards. I think everybody knows that the Cubs don't have the horses to go long. No, in, in I mean, the Cubs right know now. that. Yeah. Yeah. So the Cubs are going to suck again. Nick Madrigal, sorry, you had to leave the South Side. We could use you desperately right now. Yeah. All right, so this week uh, <clears throat> the award for the stupid audio difficulties goes to Reverend Vince. Reverend Chancel. Very sorry about that. That one goes to me. Middle of uh, baseball chat. Oh, I guarantee you just heard that annoying ass like technical difficulty sound. You're welcome. I found that and I love it. All it's right. great. It's great. So what Usually I, was I win this award. That's actually true. But we're we're boys out here. We're boys in, in life. And shit happens both ways. Um. What I will say here, and I was going to say it before this happened, but the NL West is going to be really interesting again this year. The Rockies are playing really well, but they're definitely fake and not going to actually nope. show up. Nope. Like it, they're 13 to 9. I'm happy for them. Good. good Wrong. For well, you don't think they're going to be good this year? No. Yeah, exactly. But the Rockies are going to be good. Exactly. So they're fun. They fucked up the, they fucked up the Reds. That was fun to watch, but they're not going to actually be good. No way. You got three teams at the top of this division. This is just me talking to the people of San Diego, to the the owners of the franchise. San Diegans. You, you better fucking hope. You better hope that you have a winning record this San year. San Diegans, Vince. You, that's what, dude, like, they didn't have a winning record last year, and they spent a lot of goddamn money on players. And if the Fernando Giants Tatis, come up, the 300 plus million, Machado, for Machado or... they sold a lot of prospects for all that pitching on their team. Clevenger, you Darvish, Blake Snell, all those guys. Insanely good. If they can actually put it all together, they're going to be a really good team. But like, if you look at the NL right now, I think it's really hard to choose any team that's going to win the NL West over the Dodgers. The Dodgers are the best team in the league. The Dodgers have the best players in the league. There's no, I mean, if you argue that, you're an asshole. They're, okay, Vince. They're an all are, the, are the three teams we see in the NL playoff bracket, the Dodgers, the Pods, and, and the Giants? As far as, like, you're saying, um, like, the wild th- like three three yeah. wild three teams yeah. from the NL West coming out. Yeah. I think. But the Giants thing- were there last year, and then the Padres. and the, You got to understand, right. I mean, there's a team that hits their stride like the Giants did last year, and then it's just like, watch out. Well, the thing that I'm saying is I don't think that it's possible to have two wildcard teams from the same division in this conference. Like, I'd say you're correct. Like, or this league, rather, because the NL East has a lot of good fucking teams. Like, the Phillies got a lot better this year. And the Atlanta Braves won the division, or not won the division, won the World Series last year. And the New York Mets are probably going to make it because they're so fucking good. So like well, the really, Phillies, I think, are going to come out of nowhere late. Yeah, and, and like and honest, the thing, they pick up Schwarber, they pick up Castellanos. Should have gone to the White Sox, by the way. 
yeah, I wish he would have too, but it is what it is. Um, and then the Phillies got a lot of good pitching help this year too. So if you're going to tell me right now that the Padres and the Giants are going to be better than the Phillies, the Braves, and the Cardinals this year, I don't know if I can believe you. So really, the Padres need I, to come in second place in that division at the very least. I don't believe you. I just feel like right now, Dodgers take the West. It's either going to be the Cards or the Brewers for the NL Central. Yeah. And then either the Mets or the Phillies. Or don't sleep on the Braves also. The Braves won the World Series last year. You got to exactly. at least give them a little credit, you know? I, I mean, it's the NL East, the team that's most up in the air. We're going to find out. It's going to take some time. Right now, it's difficult to buy too much into what you're seeing and the product you're seeing. It's way too early. Right. Due to the fact that you had a, a shortened off season, you didn't have as much time in spring training for these teams to gel. You're seeing a lot of soft tissue injuries throughout the league. If that's now Eloy Jimenez, Yohan Makata, Joe Kelly, and to lead into that, we're going to 35th straight people. Comiskey yeah. corner back in full effect. Yes. It's a little Welcome depressing, but again, and we can, we can say what we just said about the, first month of the season in opposite the white Sox are nine and 13 they're third oh, in the division God, so rough. i've been hearing grumblings of the 2021 twins are the 2022 white Sox. i could say oh fuck a you but something to think about because the white Sox can't hit at all can't hit you don't have a lot of your team Together, there was a glaring need this offseason for a left-handed hitter yeah. of power like Kyle Schwarber, which we just alluded to, who would have been a tremendous piece to this offensive firepower, whether you play him at DH or left field, probably would have been an upgrade over Eloy defensively, mm, which is maybe. a stretch <laughs> to say know. anyway. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> but still, it's, it's, it's this principle of you had glaring needs and you thought you could get away with Gavin Sheets. You thought you could get away with Yohan Mankata. I just, I don't know right now. There's a lot yeah. of glaring needs. We have a lot of injuries, so I'm not going to try and get too deep into the woods with the White Sox or say anything that's too out of bounds. But at the end of the day, it's concerning. And when I said at the beginning of the season, my way too early prediction of watch out for the twins. They're good. They're good. Byron Buxton and might be the best player in the MLB. Byron Buxton's back and he's and i'm not being over dramatic and... i think he might he he might have more tools than shohei otani carlos correa that, is a beast too yeah but i mean byron buxton's one of the fastest players in the league some of the best power one of the greatest fielders in the league steals bases he does everything which is terrifying the thing and like this is a thing now too it's around the league do you believe the ball is dead I don't think the ball is dead. I don't think the I ball do is for dead. sure. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason I'm saying that is because of exit velocity and granted it's colder. Sure. But this has gone throughout the league. So there's plenty of different areas throughout the country that it's warmer, whatever it may be. Exit velocity has been just as high as it's been year in year out for the last couple of years. Ball's flight path. And um, before they die out is gone is down dramatically. I think it's like pretty known at this point that the MLB does fuck with the balls based on how they fly. I don't, I mean, and the thing is, is if you're going to be a good team, you got to figure out how to get over that. Um, the white Sox are hitting the ball really fucking hard, really hard this year. They're one of the top teams in actual like hit velocity. They're just hitting them where they are. 
and that gives you these stats. 219 average, 23rd in the league. 272 on base percentage, 28th in the league. 350 sluggage, 20 in the league. Together, the 622 OPS is 24th in the league. So you have to assume that that's not going to keep going, but you can't actually do that until you actually see performance on the field. I don't know. I hope the ball isn't dead. I hope they start hitting the ball a lot better. Ah, I don't know. And the thing is, all we can kind of lay our hats on now is, and we didn't think we could say this before, is our starting pitching might actually end up being okay. For this team to have long-term success, what needs to happen is a correct timing of health, getting hot, hitting the ball at the right time, timely hitting. I I mean, everything needs to gel to make a run here after the All-Star break, in my opinion, because you need to pick up momentum towards the All-Star break and then lead that momentum out of it. And you better hope the Twins get worse. Because Which it doesn't look like they're going to get worse. I don't think the White like Sox are a wild card team. I think they're a division team here. Well, the thought process for the White Sox to win this division handedly. And we just talked wild card in the AL. So I don't if see If you them. make a wild card this season, it is a true failure. And and it I don't I don't even think it's possible. Given everybody oh, that's possible. in the, everybody that's it's in the possible. AL East and the AL West, I don't think that the second place team in the Central is going to be better than either any of those teams. So I think you really, 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 really need to try to win the division this year. No, you must win the division this year. That ain't no, th- th- there's no try. You must. Yeah. And if you don't, you're not making the playoffs. And after that, that's failure. Tony needs to get the fuck out of town. He already does. He already does well, need to get the fuck out of town. He's so Jerry ass, Reinsdorf dude. needs to give up the reins, and he just needs to say, whatever it is, Rick, we'll pay it. And, that and you make the happen. decision because A.J. Hinch was the guy, it seemed like. Even Rick he, Hahn Do was you like, remember when they dropped that uh, the graphic for when they hired Tony LaRusso and the signature on that was A.J. Hinch's signature? That's how close been. they were to signing him. That's how close it should they were have been. Him. It should have it been. Just, it just hurts. It does hurt because it seems like it seems like Jerry Boy stepped in last minute to say no, 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 no. We're gonna do it my way, which is bullshit. And you're gonna hire a geriatric, and this might as well be elder abuse, just like our president. It's bad. It, it's really bad. <laughs> it, it it is. It, it's it's just like to a point now where you know what this doesn't make sense anymore. We need someone with a young voice to come in, maybe multi, like bilingual to come in, capable of speaking Certainly Spanish. Certainly bilingual. Certainly. It would bilingual. be very helpful. It would be almost Hell, at this necessary. point, I think Ozzy <laughs> would lead us better than Tony. I mean, if if they're if they only speak one language, it might be better off if they speak Spanish. <laughs> given the team, for right real, now. given the team, yeah. yeah, the majority of your guy are Cuban defectants or Cuban, from the Dominican, Dominican. Something I mean, that's fine. I mean, we have the I highest. I fucking love it. They're great players. It's just. We have the highest rate of Cuban born ball players than any other team in the MLB. And Cuban that's missile cool. crisis, baby. That's us. When it is the Cuban missile crisis, I read a fun statistic the other day that over the course of time that Luis Robert, Yoamakata, and Abreu have been on the team together, they have played a total of 10 games together. And we can't have any of that. Ten games. Let's fuck that. And they've played together for almost two years. Yep. This is not okay. We got we got a long way to go. We got a yep. long way to go. Lance hey, Lake, get back, get healthy. Joe in Kelly, positives, hey. I was going to say, Dylan C's been shoving. 
Geo's back. Kopech's pitching really well. He had to leave the game early today because it was rainy and shit, and they were just not trying to fuck with it. Lance Lynch should be back next month. So at that point, we're just going to be looking for like a I said, guy. we we have to make a run towards the All Star break. That's worth the shit. And let's see where we go. Let's try not I'm to overreact, but there it is. That's what overreaction it sounds like. Tuesday. Vince, that's what it sounds like. When if the episode we, drops on Thursday. If we were going to overreact, that's what it would have sounded like. By the way, I just want to say this before we're done here. Jake Berger does have an arm, Mike. Jake Berger has he a made one good play, arm. Vince. Uh-uh, I have an arm too. Jake and, Berger and, has you know, a good I'm arm. I'm athletic. I've been following it since you said that, and I think he was just kind of dogging in spring training. I think that's what it was. It just feels like I'm not saying the guy doesn't have an arm. It just doesn't feel like as fluid as most guys. Like Manny Machado. Manny Machado can throw the ball across the diamond. Yeah. Looks like he just gold gloves too. Though. True. Thing, Jake Berger, on the other hand, looks like he has to like wind up for three hours and throw a dart. Yeah. Which is fine. Which is I'm not saying as it's as long wrong. as he gets there. That's all that matters. As long as the ball gets there. But no, Jake Berger flashing some leather uh, the other night, looking good. Dylan Cease looking fire this year. Last year was not looking the same. So hopefully this can all jive together and we can make this big push here towards the all-star break. It was an absolute pleasure coming back and being able to hit on all cylinders here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vince, as always, thank you. Always great to have you to our, uh, to our listeners. We appreciate you. As always, we'll be back next week, and you know the drill. You gotta like it. You gotta follow it. You gotta share it. Share it. Rate it five stars. Rate it five stars. Most important, five stars. Give us a rating, guys. Do it. Give us a rating. Give us a rating. We love it. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Peace.